This is the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. We study verse by verse through the Bible and share music filled with God's Word. Let's start today by listening through Acts chapter 19, verses 18 through 28. Many also of those who had believed came, confessing and declaring their deeds. Many of those who practiced magical arts brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. They counted their price and found it to be 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord was growing and becoming mighty. Now after these things had ended, Paul determined in the spirit, when he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia, to go to Jerusalem, saying, After I have been there, I must also see Rome. Having sent into Macedonia two of those who served him, Timothy and Erastus, he himself stayed in Asia for a while. About that time there arose no small stir concerning the way. For a certain man named Demetrius, a silversmith who made silver shrines of Artemis, brought no little business to the craftsmen, whom he gathered together with the workmen of like occupation, and said, Sirs, you know that by this business we have our wealth. You see and hear that not at Ephesus alone, but almost throughout all Asia, this Paul has persuaded and turned away many people, saying that they are no gods that are made with hands. Not only is there danger that this our trade come into disrepute, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will be counted as nothing and her majesty destroyed, whom all Asia and the world worships. When they heard this, they were filled with anger and cried out, saying, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. If we are the ones on the receiving end of someone showing vulnerability and confessing their sins, let's hear them out with wisdom, grace, and mercy, with an attitude to help them in loving sincerity. Let's encourage them in their walk towards repentance and rejoice with the angels in heaven. Let's not use it as an occasion to be self-righteous, exalt ourselves above that person in harder action, judge that individual in harder action, throwing down a heavy hammer of condemnation. I think it might be wise for us to have a few accountability partners in life whom we know well and can trust, who are mature in Christ and in the Word of God who would be the first people we go to confide in when we have an issue, an addiction, a struggle, a temptation. People who will pray with us, people who will hold us accountable when we drift. Proverbs 27 verse 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. But Jesus also warns, Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. It's possible to confide in someone in genuine repentance who can take what you offer and then trample it underfoot and turn to attack you. They could hold it against you, gossip about you, seek to harm you through it. It could become a stumbling block for them as they judge you or a stumbling block to you as they seek to destroy you in response to your confession. So I think there are times discernment needs to be exercised about what specifically we confess to whom, where we do this, 
and when we do this depending on the situation. All right, let's revisit verse 20. So the word of the Lord was growing and becoming mighty. This Ephesian revival was taking place under the backdrop of God's word growing in might. Big moves of God will almost always be in concert with the word of the Lord growing and becoming mighty. Jesus must increase, we must decrease. Let's keep reading from Acts chapter 19. Now after these things had ended, Paul determined in the Spirit, when he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia, to go to Jerusalem, saying, After I have been there, I must also see Rome. Paul had a plan and was determined to see it through. It wasn't just his plan, though. He was in step with the Spirit and what he desired. After Macedonia, Achaia, and Jerusalem, Paul yearned for Rome, the hub of the empire, to visit the saints there and proclaim the gospel. We see this desire reflected in his letter to the Romans where he wrote, For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I mention you always in my prayers, asking that somehow by God's will I may now at last succeed in coming to you. For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you, that is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that I have often intended to come to you, but thus far have been prevented, in order that I may reap some harvest among you, as well as among the rest of the Gentiles. And that's from Romans chapter 1, verses 9-13. through 13. Paul would eventually get to Rome, though perhaps not in the way he would have imagined, before Rome, though, Paul was determined to get back to Jerusalem. From Ephesus, Macedonia, and Achaia were not en route to Jerusalem. We learn from other places in Scripture that one of the reasons Paul wanted to take a detour first to Macedonia and Achaia was to collect from churches in those regions to help the church in Jerusalem. Paul writes to the Romans, I hope to see you in passing as I go to Spain and to be helped on my journey there by you, once I have enjoyed your company for a while. At present, however, I am going to Jerusalem, bringing aid to the saints. For Macedonia and Achaia have been pleased to make some contribution for the poor among the saints at Jerusalem. And that's from Romans 15, verses 24 to 26. And Paul goes on to write in verse 28, when therefore I have completed this and have delivered to them what's been collected, I will leave for Spain by way of you. All right, let's keep reading from Acts 19, starting in verse 22. Having sent into Macedonia two of those who served him, Timothy and Erastus, he himself stayed in Asia for a while. Timothy and Erastus were Paul's helpers. They were reliable men he trusted and they were available to serve Paul for the sake of the gospel. Paul couldn't be everywhere at once. He was fortunate to have faithful and loyal helpers whom he could send out to minister to the needs of the church according to Paul's Holy Spirit-led plans. Church leaders today likewise need assistance. Are we available to serve our spiritual leaders as they have needs? 
have we made ourselves available for them and been tested so they can feel comfortable delegating tasks to us as there's a need. Today, the church also needs Timothys and Erastuses who are available to serve and willing to submit when the call comes. The Holy Spirit instructs in Hebrews 13, 17, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. All right, let's keep reading from Acts 19. About that time, there arose no small disturbance concerning the way, for a certain man named Demetrius, a silversmith who made silver shrines of Artemis, brought no little business to the craftsmen, whom he gathered together with the workmen of like occupation and said, Sirs, you know that by this business we have our wealth. You see and hear that not at Ephesus alone, but almost throughout all Asia, this Paul has persuaded and turned away many people, saying that there are no gods that are made with hands. Not only is there danger that this our trade come into disrepute, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will be counted as nothing and her majesty destroyed, whom all Asia and the world worships. When they heard this, they were filled with anger and cried out, saying, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. Christianity was called the way in that day. Twice in this chapter and three times altogether in the book of Acts, the Christian movement is called the way. This was perhaps because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's John 14, 6. Christians are followers of Jesus, who is the way to the Father. Now Demetrius caused a disturbance concerning the way, and it had to do with the Ephesian goddess Artemis, or also known as Diana. The temple of Artemis, one of the ancient world's seven wonders, was huge. Like, imagine a structure with 127 pillars, 60 feet high, and filled with skillfully crafted sculptures. The main altar of this temple was discovered and unearthed in 1965. Legend has it, they may have fashioned a meteorite into an idol resembling a woman covered with breasts, which symbolized fertility. Commentator Longnecker remarked, The Temple of Artemis was also a major treasury and bank of the ancient world, where merchants, kings, and even cities made deposits, and where their money could be kept safe under the protection of deity. This guy Demetrius made a living from the people's worship of Artemis. He promoted this idol worship and immensely benefited from it, making silver shrines of her and selling them. Luke says this brought no small profit to these craftsmen. This is to say it yielded massive profits for them. Demetrius was extremely irked by Paul, who according to Demetrius was telling the people that, quote, they're not gods which are made with hands, end quote. This would have been taken as an assault on their livelihoods, which was being impacted by the message Paul proclaimed. You see, they were losing business as people were being converted from idol worship to Jesus. Paul was proclaiming the one true God of the Bible and the way to salvation in Christ. In exalting the God of the Bible, in exalting Jesus, Paul's message was also an offense to those who would rather exalt and worship the idol of Artemis. 
especially to those who financially benefited from the worship and exaltation of that goddess. This is one reason the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. It's an offense to the sins and idols for which they love and live. Behold, I'm standing here. Do you know I am at your door and I am knocking? And I am waiting for you. I see you are wandering, you are lost.
That was Knocking from the Adams Road album, Son of Man. We don't war with the flesh, but with cosmic powers over this present darkness and evil forces up above. But we've already won. Christ who loved us more than conquerors. We are to run the race with the all endurance. We are to run. The prize will be given. Awaits us in. Awaits us in the heavens. Awaits us in. In the heavens So we run So we run False prophets will be shown And lead people astray The love of many will grow cold If we endure then we'll be saved The world is gonna hate Stand firm in our faith For Jesus we raise We are to run the race With the all endurance We are to run The prize will be given Awaits us in Awaits us in the heavens Awaits us in in the heavens You keep us up in the love of God Waiting for the mercy of our Lord That leads to eternal life We press on towards the goal For the prize of the was run from the Adams Road album Son of Man.
This is the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. You can learn more about us at AdamsRoadMinistry.com. Again, that's AdamsRoadMinistry.com. We release a new podcast episode every Saturday. Join us next episode as we examine Acts chapter 19, verses 23 to 32. Grace and peace be with you all.